Happy Hump Day, everyone. I am Brian O'Neill. And I'm Coach K. Together, we make up Queen City Poly, a podcast dedicated to discussing polyamorous relationships and other forms of ethical non-monogamy. Due to the explicit content of this podcast, we would advise you to listen with headphones or while you're in your vehicle. Or don't. I can't tell you what to do. Enjoy the episode. All right, so... I was at a poly discussion last week, mm-hmm. I think, and the part of the discussion I loved the most that we said was this idea that if there's two people and one of them wants more than the other, mm-hmm. the person that wants less has more power. Remember when we were having that conversation about oh. how like if you're in a relationship with someone and you want to keep it pretty casual and they want more mm-hmm. like at what point would you leave or would you stay or or just like that kind of power dynamic of like they're not going to break up with you because they want more but you have a lot of power they're going to agree to shit that might be bad for them or bad for their boundaries because they just want to really make it work you, yeah. yeah I've noticed that a lot. and that interesting kind of power dynamic so we were talking about that and Along with that conversation comes this conversation about enthusiastic consent and, and, and going after this this enthusiastic yes and making sure everyone's a big, big participant in their lives. And I was having a conversation afterwards, and one of the people in the discussion said that some comment I made reminded him of this article. So he sent it to me, and it's an old blog post from... Mark Manson, who is some blogger that I'm not very familiar with, but his website seems uh, pretty cool, and the article was very good. Um, yeah, we don't even know what his background is, right? I'm trying to like read his about page, but... It's one of those blog posts where you don't really need a lot of scientific backing on it it makes it's just a good idea yeah it makes sense post. i mean he writes book he's an author too um he wrote a book called everything is fucked a book about hope <laughs> um and oh he wrote the subtle art of not giving a fuck which was another book recommendation that i do really want to read that one the art of not giving a fuck the subtle art of not giving a fuck mm. um and it is a self self improvement book, but you know he likes the f word. Yes, he's he's not a, he's not a. I think he's northern. I wonder. I wonder. That's a funny story. <laughs> Probably, yeah. He likes the f word. So good stuff. Uh, but anyways, the article that was sent to me was this blog post he wrote six years ago called "Fuck Yes or No." Fuck yeah, or nah. Or nah. Fuck yes or no. And yeah, it's this kind of like life philosophy called the law of fuck yes or no. Mm-hmm. Uh, that based off of 
this entrepreneur, Derek Sivers, blog post where Derek went in and said, if I'm not a hell yeah to something, then I say no. It serves me well in business, and I like to apply it to the dating world. Um, and then Mark says, because he's more vulgar asshole than Derek, he likes, he wanted to name his the law of fuck yes or no. And so the law of fuck yes or no states that when you want to get involved with someone new in whatever capacity, they must inspire you to say fuck yes in order for you to proceed with them. And we'll link the actual full article to this episode because it's a fantastic article and we're not going to get a chance to talk about every single piece of it, but it was really fascinating. It was. I feel like it was talking to me in a lot of ways because I'm very gray area, middle of the road, always seeing the best in people Mm. type of thing. And... uh, Sometimes you jump the gun on something that you're not a fuck yes to. Right. You might be like a, okay, all right. But it definitely doesn't have that same pop as when you're like, yeah, let's do this. Fuck yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think with, like, societal expectations and how we interact in the world normally we get into habits of just saying yes to things that we're not excited about to please other people or because we feel social pressure to Mm. or we feel like that's something we should like or we just don't feel very strongly about saying no so we're like I guess I'm a yes because I'm not a no Mm -hmm. and that can lead to a lot of trouble he's saying yeah I think I think uh, in my mind because I'm I'll take things too far when I hear like a fuck yes maybe because my mind fuck yes means alright I want to like have sex but then that that's not necessarily what that means. You might be a fuck yes to coffee. Right. Yeah, and he goes into that. So, especially for you, you have to kind of take the fuck yes because you're not normal. You're not used to like even cursing like that. So, at first, you're just like, fuck yes, I'm not a fuck yes to a lot of things. Like, I'm not that aggressive. Yeah, I'm not that aggressive when it comes down to my decision making. But you kind of have to take it as a northern fuck yes. It's just like, I'm, right. I'm, a, I'm a stern and assertive yes. To this, And yeah, he breaks it down into, you can be a fuck yes to coffee, but not to sex. You can be a fuck yes to sex, but not to a relationship. You can be a fuck yes to, to seeing where it goes. Mm-hmm. You could be a fuck yes to working on an issue in the relationship. It's just about kind of intentional, intentionality, really. Yeah, it's all about like, uh, what's your... You're Focus. To, yeah, at that you're not point. allowed to half-ass your involvement in a relationship. Mm. You have to be in it if you're in it. If you're in it to work on a problem, you're in it to work on that problem. If you're curious about a new partner and you're not sure, you're in it to finding out if this person is a good fit. 
Mm. You're not just kind of like waiting for the other person to show you how awesome they are and give you a reason to stay or go. Mm. It's a very self-centered it like puts the onus on you as as your own individual person to decide if this relationship is a good fit for you. It's not it's not like, well, if they don't annoy me or if they want to, I'll go. What about with like uh compromises in relationships? And let's take the old uh Let's take the old uh, example of husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Wife wants to go to the ballet. Mm-hmm. Husband's like a no on this, but it's not a fuck yes. Right. So if we're living by this model, am I, am I going too extreme in this? No, you're not. I mean, I think it's a no for him. Mm-hmm. And they need to manage that within their own relationship Mm -hmm. but if it got to a point where saying no to your partner who wants to go to the ballet is fucking up your relationship or or you know you're not giving her any time like you know what i mean yeah like you can be a fuck yes to doing something for your partner that you're not that excited to do but it's about making that mental leap of when i say yes it's a fuck yes when I choose to say yes. Not, I'm going to say yes to the ballet and then I'm going to be miserable the whole time I'm there. I see what you're saying. So once you've decided the yes, you're fully invested. In yeah, story. yeah. If you're going to say yes, it has to be, fuck yes, I am going to show her how much I appreciate her and I'm going to put myself enthusiastically into a position of something that I wouldn't choose to do mm-hmm. by myself. But I love this person. They really like the ballet. I'm going to be a fuck yes, and I'm going to try to enjoy the ballet and see what she sees in it and, you know, like, really get into that experience in a real way. Or I should just say fucking no because I'm just going to be resentful. Like, you made me go to the ballet, and it's going to come up in a fight two months from now. Yeah. So... A big chunk of this article was about how if you rule your life by fuck yes or no, it's also about how other people act around you. So if people are wishy-washy, they're obviously not a fuck yes to you. Mm -hmm. And it's about stepping away from those relationships. Mm -hmm. So the first benefit of living by this law of fuck yes or no is no longer being strung along by people who aren't that into you. There's no wishing and hoping that they change. It's just having the self-respect and the and and making sure that you see that, you know, you deserve someone who's excited about you. And if the other person isn't excited about you, stop wasting your time and go find someone who is. And not be like caught up in this cycle of very scary thing to do that because I don't know I mean we've both been been in long term relationships and stuff like that as you know time has a tendency to feel like it erodes relationships or something like it you have a tendency to get very bland 
in a relationship over the course of time. So it might have been a fuck yes in year one, but by year six, you're kind of like, meh. Mm-hmm. Like you start thinking like, ah, oh, well, I I'm know this person so long, like we've gotten comfortable knowing each other. I don't want to get out there and date anymore. Right. You know, people get right. really like settled and that's what has become the norm in relationships. Yeah. Well, I think, well, first, this part is really at the beginning when you're not sure if you're even an established partnership. Gotcha. So in that way, definitely say, like, if people aren't excited, especially if people aren't excited about you in the beginning, like, just drop them. Yeah. Stop doing that whole psychodrama. And if, and in the same vein, if you're on the flip side and you're so-so about someone, but they are stroking your ego and you like having someone to go out on a date with, don't do that to somebody. Stringing them along. Yeah, like, don't just let them take you out because, you know, you want a dinner, but you know you don't really even like them that much. Like, that's not cool. Because yeah. then they'll get attached, and that's a whole other mess of problems. Mm-hmm. But I think that this law does can apply to what you're talking about in a long-term relationship that is really fascinating, where I think it adds in that self-development stuff that we talk about, and that living intentionally, and that you know, fostering those established relationships where if you find yourself being really blah about a partnership long term, you need to inject some novelty into that relationship. You need to say, what would make me excited about, you know, what what, what can I do with this partner that's going to get me really excited? Or wh- how, why am I still here? Because married or not, whatever, six years, 10 years, 20 years, five years, whatever it is, you need to find you're fuck yes you're in this relationship why are you in it and if it's really not serving you maybe yeah maybe you should leave but i mean it's not like leaving it's not like fuck yes or get the fuck out it's finding that fuck yes yeah and realizing when you're kind of a no and then maybe when you feel blah about that relationship then you realize oh crap i don't like this feeling now I'm going to be a fuck yes to working on this relationship. Mm. And finding the other fuck yeses to fostering a better connection with this person. And rekindling why, why y'all got together in the first place. And maybe you do decide that you guys aren't that compatible anymore. You're in very different places, whatever it is. Mm. Maybe you have to find a new thing to be fuck yes about in this person. But it's just about being really honest about where you are. Yeah. I think that's a hard point to get to with certain people is realizing that uh, their current relationships don't serve them as well as they did before because they're a different person. Mm-hmm. And so I think some people see that as a sign of like immediately they have to get out. Right. And that's not necessary. I guess like in polyamory things, it's are subject to change with lifestyles. and They are. And I see this law as being a very introspective one, too. It's not like, oh, I'm not a fuck yes. That means I got to like dump all these people or whatever. It's more of a, I need to take ownership of how I'm feeling. I need to rec- First, I need to recognize how I feel. Mm-hmm. Then I need to take ownership of it. And then I need to say, well, okay, how can I bring myself back to life in a sense of like how can I be present in my relationships and enjoy them 
And it's not like you don't rely on the other person to spark all this joy when you're just sitting on the couch. It's kind of like when you get in these dull ass marriages that you hear about and all the jokes and sitcoms and everything else of just, oh, my spouse doesn't want to have sex with me. And it's like, y'all are just like sitting on the couch. Like it's not their job to be suddenly turned on by you either. Like Mm -hmm. do something, be a person like, yeah, they're used to you. I don't know what to tell you. Like you got, it's effort. It's effort on both sides and you both have to be willing to to connect you can't fix a shitty relationship as one person you both have to be fuck yeses even if your fuck yes is to just trying to stay connected i mean i'm sure you didn't do a lot of couples counseling in your counseling tenure but you've studied it before like you can't if you have a couple in a therapist's office and one person wants to work on shit and the other doesn't, like, it's a futile endeavor. Right. Because nothing's going to happen. You both have to first get to the point of wanting to work work on the relationship and not uh, judge each other. Yeah. I mean, the other person might be able to get to a point where they feel comfortable leaving that relationship, but if one person isn't trying to care about the other person or making their life better or more connected it's just it's just a countdown until it ends yeah I can see that it's there's certain things and we've talked about kind of those things maybe we'll revisit that in another episode about like indicators of um indicators of like relationships are in crisis yeah the four horsemen and whatnot yeah yeah like revisit those because i think that like i said like if you can find things early on yeah the warning signs warning signs then you can really you can really like uh it helps it helps to go into marriage counseling with like that awareness to work on instead of like going in with it like yeah hey therapist help me I hate my partner yeah if you're hanging (laughs) on by a thread when you walk in like it's like right someone has already mentally left probably probably you know and even if they haven't even if you both genuinely want to work on your shit that's a much harder ride and there's so much pain and resentment and contempt yeah. and everything just in that. Like, sometimes you can't walk back from all those feelings. Or just, yeah. It's just more difficult. I liked this article when it, like, when it was talking about consent issues, though, too. It basically said that using this law of fuck yes or no is very similar to this concept of enthusiastic consent where... A lot of these consent issues are just resolved. If someone is playing games with you, playing hard to get, or pressuring you into doing something you're not really sure about, the answer is super clear. And he goes on to say, you know, if you have to ask, that's your answer. Kind of like it should be very, very clear. Kind of like when you were talking about a recent hookup that was particularly delightful. That had, like, solid communication and and just very direct and you knew, you knew she was a yes and you, 
she knew you were a yes and y'all were checking in well and it was just kind of like this this is what it's supposed to feel like yeah it was awkward at first for me because it was just not used to such direct communication mm-hmm. i mean i I've, I've started to notice before like there's been some women that have been like straightforward with me about you know like people messaging me in my inbox and what stuff like, like that like or... what they want and mm-hmm. what they want to do with me and all that and um so yeah like i'm just like once the that woman like kind of i like how it was a process yeah it was kind of like she let me know she was interested in, and getting coffee then the next step was like she was interested in letting me know that she was attracted to me Mm -hmm. and then the next step was kiss and Mm -hmm. like you know it just kept building upon each other so i like how i didn't have to go like zero to a hundred yeah so quickly it was kind of like these steps mind you it happened in a short amount of time right but But it, it also is like you're not sitting here guessing, like, should I kiss her? You know what I mean? Like, it's not Yeah, like, it's I really weird. hate those things. And I hate how... I don't know. I hate how sometimes you put yourself out there. And, of course, like, we all risk the point of rejection. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, all right, when do you reveal this? Right? When do you let right. someone know that you like them? Right. Or when do you let someone know that you have strong right. feelings about them or you want to have sex with them and like, there's clear ways to i mean like, it's not like you have to always come out and say it i am feeling very you know i want to have sex you don't always have to be so direct you can be very flirty and still be very clear yeah i think i think so too but i'm amazed at the amount of times where i've not been i've i've been in a situation where it's not been that clear and then the aftermath of people telling me that they didn't really want to do something is like, I I couldn't tell from right. all the signs that were being right given right that you weren't enthusiastic about this decision right. Had I known, then I would have, because I was enthusiastic about yeah. the decision or whatever you know. So it's like I don't know, just trying to. Yeah, clear. I I think it forces you to have that difficult conversation, right? To really go after that fuck yes in the other person? Yeah, because it seems like, I don't know, I know I listen to a lot of comedy, and it might have been Mark Norman or someone, where it's like, sex is like the only thing where... Oh, the Neil Brennan joke? Maybe it was Neil Brennan... Or it's like it's kind of like that guessing game, right? That's what Neil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does kind of talk. I think Mark Norman has like a similar one where it's like, or someone has one where it's like, if you sex is the only thing. Like if you bring it up, it's kind of like bringing up bomb in the airport. Like you can't like bring up the word even though we're all thinking it or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's like you have to pretend like you don't want it. Right. Right. Well, and Neil Brennan had that bit about how like, you know, you just. We don't talk yeah. about sex. And the people we're dating, we don't really talk about it. And then it's just kind of this thing of, like, when a consent violation happens, it's just like, surprise. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. And it's like, what? what? We could have been talking yeah. this whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm just supposed to guess. And I'm just supposed to shoot my shot. And I'm just supposed to go in for the kiss. And I'm just supposed to go for the sex and whatever. And, you know, especially for men, you know, like... 
they're taught, they were taught, like, this no means no, and they're taught about, like, the direct, like, I don't want to do this, hopefully, but they're not well-versed in the, the gray area, which is most of it, and it's kind of, like, setting them up for failure. Yeah, the gray area is, uh, yeah, like, we go to, we, this, that's the area where we go to jail or get charges or become known as being creepy or something like that is because... And we're both guilty, right? Like, you're not going after a fuck yes, and the women aren't going at, aren't being clear about their fuck yeses or their, or their no's. Because I think part of this law of fuck yes, like, it, it goes in both directions, right? So, in terms of my interactions, you know, like, I don't always like to be super, super, I mean, I'm a direct person, but I like to be passive when I'm getting to know somebody, when it mm-hmm. comes to initiating physical contact and things like that however you know with this law it's kind of like I at least need to know that like I'm responsible for knowing how I feel Mm -hmm. and I'm responsible for if this person does say they like me or does come in for a kiss or does try to initiate something that if I'm not a fuck yes like it's also my it's it's my job to know that I'm that that means I'm a no. Okay. I feel like a lot of people, and I mean you've done it too, like in as the receiver of like, someone says, you know I want to have sex with you, and you're, you're like not a fuck yes, but you're not a no, so you just say yes and you just go along with it, and you have mm-hmm. sex you didn't really want to have. You're just like eh, that was alright, and it just it's it's not great. It's not it's never great sex. Yeah. It's like why did I say yes to that? And it's not quite a consent violation because you consented to it, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't have. You weren't a fuck yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I've had, and that's what I mean. Like I, I would feel weird. I guess like with maybe like with the gender roles different, and just like the predatory nature or the predatory history of men, mm-hmm. right? It complicates. Matters, right, but yeah. if I was to like bring up like I didn't really want to have sex with that person, like I'm not gonna. I don't know, like, I'm not going to, like, out this person or something, like, out of, like, coercing me to have sex with them. Like, I I agreed to something that I wasn't a fuck yes to. Right. But I think, like, when the gender roles are switched... Yeah, it just gets more it, complicated it gets messier. because there's power dynamics and yeah. there's, you know, actual examples of people getting hurt or killed for telling someone they don't want to and all that kind right. of stuff. So it just, it gets messier, but... It doesn't mean that women are just off the hook for stating what they want or don't want. Gotcha. And you're not off the hook either for trying to figure out if that person's a fuck yes. You know, like, they give the example of, you know, if you're making out with somebody and you're trying to take her shirt off and she keeps swatting your hand away, like, you get the fuck, you, it's your job to take that fucking hint. Mm-hmm. She's obviously, obviously not a fuck yes to the shirt coming off, so stop trying to take her shirt off. Mm. Yeah. So I have I have an example of. So I had an ex before, I, it was it was about to be like our first kiss, and I asked her mm-hmm. if I could kiss her. And she agreed. And then, I asked her like how like later like maybe the next day I asked her how was the kiss for her. She was like, it was all right, but I like it better when people, when God just goes for it. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, getting those, like, you know, like, information like that, like, is very, like, confusing. Yeah. But now that I'm older, it's, like, now now I'm just, like, really paranoid. Now it's, like, I got to protect myself from situations, right? Like, I want to be able to, I don't know, now, like, it kind of, whenever I'm having interactions, I'm, like, how can I defend myself in the court of law? (laughs) That's terrible, but, yeah. Right? Like, it's, like, you know, I just want to. I'm just like so paranoid now. It's like I want to make sure that this is the thing, but I feel like it doesn't. To me, it doesn't ruin the moment when you ask questions about if you want this or that. Yeah, and it's this whole concept of there's a certain point where their comfort isn't worth your silence. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, I wish all my partners were mind readers and I never had to tell anybody anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, that's kind of an immaturity thing. And there's also a lot of tone that goes into something like that. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, if I feel like you're, oh my God, will you kiss me? Like you're, you know, you're, I feel like you're not confident. Mm-hmm. I can see how that would be like, uh, well... Not anymore, you know? And but that's, that's not yeah. that's not because you asked. It's how you asked or it's mm. the tone behind it and the confidence and whatever. If you're... And if a person really, even with the most confident person that asks that question, if you're that turned off by that, maybe, you know, you're not, you're not the partner for me because I, I need grown-ups who are not put off by questions like that. It's kind of like people who don't want any conversation in sex like i'm sorry sometimes i need to check in right i can't read your mind yeah the i had a, I had a thought when you uh you brought that up Tone. yeah the well the confidence part mm-hmm. which i'm not sure if anyone knows me uh, <laughs> <laughs> i lack that in certain areas of my life mostly all of it but uh but that's like a thing. It's another one of those like gender traits, right? Where mm-hmm. it's a turnoff for women if you're not confident. So it's like you have to, I have to like build up this like persona in my mind of being this confident person that like asks this confident question of like kissing you. But in reality, I'm nervous and scared shitless just like she might be but I can't show that vulnerability because it's not sexy yeah but it's not like women don't have to fake confidence too yeah and we get a whole separate just mind fuck where we're not allowed to be too confident because then we're just come off as bitchy or whatever like if a woman if a woman come up to you and like oh can can I kiss you or like or is like really straightforward about like wanting you you're like turned off as a lot of dudes are well isn't that it's kind of like but isn't like straightforward like I don't know like you've you've seen some of the messages I've I've received right and Uh I've been turned off by some of the forwardness but isn't it because it's just like out the gate there was no like buffer absolutely you know what I mean Yes, that's definitely part of it for for those, for yeah. sure. But I'm just saying, it kind of like those studies about 
where they gave people a description of a boss mm-hmm. and they changed the name like Jane or John or something, Jane to John, and the description was the same and you rated how capable that boss seemed uh, and then gotcha. you rated how likable that boss seemed and the men were seen as likable and capable and the women were seen as capable but unlikable. Mm-hmm. Like we don't you know, that the trait the these quote unquote masculine traits yeah. are seen like would make a woman seem like she's capable but we don't we don't want to be around her. She seems like a bitch. I see. Like women are painted into quite a corner. We're supposed to be passive and receptive but but then you you know you're mad because you you feel like you're doing all the work. Mm. It's like I'm doing I'm playing I'm playing passive right now. It's not like I'm just passive. I'm playing a game as well. Because men are also easily intimidated. I can't just come out the gate and just be my full confident self, or a dude might get completely emasculated. It's it's a it's a it's a game. It's like reading energy and trying mm. to figure out. I'm still going to be myself. I'm still going to be direct. I'm still going to, you know, talk when I want to talk and things like that. But I'm also trying to connect with people. I'm trying not to scare them off, too. Yeah. It seems like there's an, there's an art form to it. It's like you're continuously learning, especially if you're, you know, if you're dating different ages and different cultures the communication just looks different no matter where you're at where you're from you know the the time the time of responses like the timely responses and things like that tells me a lot like if a person takes like two days like text me back i'm like all right this person's not a fuck yes right at least not to the kind of fuck yes that I'm looking for. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a very interesting rule. And I like how it operates in every direction. You know, you need to check in with yourself and how you are. And then you also need to look for signs of the other person. Mm-hmm. Being excited, not being excited. Yeah. And... Direct communication can help in a lot of these instances of like, because sometimes you need to kind of be more direct and ask like, hey, is this just how you communicate with everybody? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe you don't get the truth. I'm not sure how exactly to go about doing it, but sometimes it might be just a personal preference thing. Like, I don't want to have to. So you don't like small talk that much or you don't want to once maybe once you're in a more established relationship and you're just like I don't want to have to like send good morning text every day or I don't want to have to talk to somebody every single day or else they get annoyed with me like we talked about last week that doesn't mean they're not a fuck yes it just means so like where does that interact repeat that last part so you talk about how or we both talk about how we don't really like that whole daily communication necessary Mm -hmm. or tons of hi good morning how's your day small talk shit Mm -hmm. but some people who enjoy that type of shit might read you not doing that as you don't give a fuck or you're not a fuck yes Mm -hmm. even though it's not it's not anything to do with your commitment level it's just 
that's not that's not how you communicate or prefer to communicate. Mm, yeah. So you can look for signs like that of oh they're not answering me, or you can be like, hey. How do you communicate? What's your, you know, you have to like kind of get to know someone a little bit more. It's not like you can make all these. It's not like there's this list of things you can look at and be like, this means they're interested, this means they're not. It's like a more complex picture. Think, of. Yeah. Let's see. But yeah, if they're continually canceling dates or rescheduling or they're consistently late or something like that or you've invited them out 10 times and they never come out whatever it is I think there's instances like that where you can just be like you know what obviously we feel differently and I'm not going to just pour my energy into this relationships should be reciprocal it shouldn't feel one sided you shouldn't feel like you're carrying the load of the relationship. You shouldn't feel like you're orchestrating everything and they're just kind of reacting mm-hmm. to it. That's a real turnoff for sure of feeling like someone isn't as invested in beating up and trying. And once I find out that a person is not that invested or I'm not invested, I that's when I start making the communication of like, we don't have to do this, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm surprised at how some people will take it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hard conversation. I feel like we've touched on that in different ways, especially when it's like you've decided that you're not really that invested. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I had a huge problem I still struggle a little bit with this concept of figuring out if I like someone or it taking time sometimes, especially if I'm swiping on apps and me just not really being excited about a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then, but finding the confidence of saying like, okay, agree to go on a first date. You're not making any promises. You should be excited about that date, but like, Maybe you're just excited that it could possibly be something fun, whatever. You should mm-hmm. be excited. You shouldn't just go on a date because they asked. You know what I mean? You should mm-hmm. want to go on the date. But whatever, like, I am, I'm the type of person that gets really anxious about first dates because I'm just like, ugh, I'm already ready to, like, not like them. Mm. Why? I think because I'm worried about that conversation I'm already anxious about that conversation of them liking me and me not liking them like that conversation makes me so anxious and maybe it is like gender whatever male rejection danger Mm. kind of playing in the back of your head but I don't I don't know I feel guilty like I'm wasting their time I I gave them all this hope I went on this date with them and as I get older, I'm trying to just be more comfortable with, no, I'm, I agreed to go on this date with you. That's all I agreed to. And yeah. if I don't like you that much, I'm just going to say it as nice as I can. This isn't working for me. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. The same way that if I am genuinely not interested at all when I'm swiping, I'm not going to feel bad about that either. Yeah. 
But that's an awkward conversation when someone is a fuck yes to you after a first date and you're not. Someone is a fuck yes after the first date. Yeah, so like you go on a date with somebody, they're a fuck yes and you're not. Yeah, like how do you break the news? That sucks. Or if you're just not a fuck yes after a couple of dates, whatever. It's still That maybe sucks more. I don't know. Because sometimes you might like, I might like enjoy... Yeah, you don't think they're a bad person. You right. think they're nice. You yeah. think they're cute. You don't want them to feel rejected and or ugly or whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever, however they're going to take it, however they're going to feel. You don't want them to feel that. Uh, and I've definitely, I mean, I've told a dude, like, who's kind of come back at me, like, oh, what did I do? And been like, dude, like, it's dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't click. I mean, have some confidence. Like, you did nothing wrong. Except for maybe this question mm-hmm. <laughs> of you being so insecure. But you did nothing wrong. I, it, I, the spark wasn't there. Kind of like that uh, Bill Burr thing we've talked about right. way back when. The, it's, the spark's not there and you deserve to date someone who's excited about going on a second date with you. It's not me. Yeah. It, that spark sometimes you gotta learn to The rule to not, of the spark. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes we build up, and I know for myself... I'll build up things in my head to be a certain way and like you know I have like a crush on a woman now where I built in my head that it'll be like this very fruitful mm. uh, type relationship or something like that but we haven't even had like a first date or anything like that but just from my interactions with her I feel like oh it'll be dope and all mm. that but you know, once you pull back that curtain, you're not sure, like, what's behind there, right? Very and, true. like, you're not sure how compatible, uncompatible you'll really be. And so, yeah, I think, like, it helps to just not have... what do, What's the word I'm looking for? It's not intentions. Expectations. Ex- yeah, expectations. And just kind of going with a blank slate and just seeing how it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let yourself be excited, but yeah, don't get carried away in the future thinking You're that's right. really dangerous. Yeah, that's fucked me up before. Being too f- future and you can't see the red flags right in front of you. Right. It's like so many things. It's like, Brian, like, this isn't going to work because <laughs> you are... You guys can't see, but he's waving Yeah, I'm waving imaginary flags, flags here <laughs> saying, Brian, no. <laughs> like, this person is try to make you feel bad about having partners and all this stuff like that's not that's not you bruh like it's not gonna it's not gonna fly that way so yeah just being honest about those things up front like yeah yeah and this whole concept of feeling a spark is kind of this law of fuck yes right Mm -hmm. you should be a fuck yes and you should want that for the other person i think a lot of times we're rejecting people from a place of compassion of, you know, you deserve someone who's excited about you. It's yeah. not me. And I'm going to go make room in your life for better things by stepping the fuck back so that you're not caught up in me. Yeah. And when we get rejected by someone, we have to think about, think about it the same way of they're not a fuck yes. Why would I want that mm. in my life? They're doing me a favor by being clear to me that they're not a fuck yes. But people people still have that image of the future in their head and it's like, no, 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 like, we're, uh, 
this isn't what's supposed to happen and you know they like you said like it's hard for people to understand like if you're not a fuck yeah then you you deserve a fuck yeah you do that should be the kind of thing you go into you deserve to, to be in friendships relationships with people that want to interact with you on that level Mm -hmm. and if not then you have to switch change change it up and it's okay for it to not work we're not all supposed to be gung-ho right and just meditate on this idea that you know Yeah, we don't all match up perfectly and like it's okay to have first dates or meet people and explore the connection as long or as little as you want and just be like, you know what? I'm getting a bad feeling. I'm not really a fuck yes anymore to a second date. Yeah. You don't need a reason. No is a full sentence. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that one? No is a full sentence. Mm-hmm. When you're rejecting someone, no is a full sentence. Mm. I like it. I like not having to explain certain things. You don't need to know. Yeah. It's not important. I'm not a fuck yes. Yeah. And if there was something important I feel like you need to know about why you turned me off, I'll let you know. But don't come asking for this reason. I don't need a reason. Is there a... uh, There may not be a need for a reason in the beginning, but I feel like if you've been dating someone for a while... No, it's kind of like this idea of... That you get frustrated with, with with, uh, with your marriage about, like, this idea of closure. You don't get, like... Relationships don't just all button up, and it's not like this. Like, it's nice if you have some insight to share with somebody. That's that can be a compassionate thing you can do. But no one owes you like this grand. I know you're not owed, but I don't think it's out of the way to ask the question of where did things go wrong. Yeah, but it's how you ask the question also. I mean, you of course, it's well within your power to ask a question. Yeah. But why are you asking? Are you asking... Self-improvement. But that's not why most people are asking. What do you think they're asking for? When do, when you say no to a dude on a date and he's like, well, but why? It's not because he wants to self-improve. It's because he wants to convince you to date him. But what about these people are that are bad daters and they're trying to get data on how to be better dating point zero 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 one percent of people actually want real insight and even then they're not owed the insight and if so if someone has insight to give them and is willing to do that cool but i think it needs to be more normalized that just you know your the answer is no Mm. stop asking me questions and maybe that person's not the best person to go for um I know, like, listening to the Savage Love, like, Dan Savage podcast, he talks a lot about how, you know, the people that you're dating and that reject you or whatever, they might not be the best people to go after all those answers to because it's kind of uncomfortable. They don't want to reject you. They don't want to tell you. 
that your breath stinks, whatever thing it is, but your friends or maybe, you know, exes you're on good terms with, they probably know you well enough. Like, especially your good friends, they probably know you well enough to know things about you that might be turning a lot of people off if you're really having that much of a struggle with it. Mm. So you can get the information from other sources. You can. You can you can pull the field and say, hey, what do you what do you think it is that's really I just seem to be getting one rejection after another. Mm. I don't think it's I don't think it's a comfortable place to do that to someone who went on one date with you. It doesn't feel very safe. It doesn't feel very yeah. comfortable. Meditate on that shit. That is our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed the content. Feel free to email us at queencitypoly at gmail.com for questions about polyamory or relationships in general. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and write us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Queen City Poly comes to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Special thanks to Charlotte-based artist Black Linen for lending us his track New Day, featuring Nige Hood, from his album First Saga, available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Stream his latest album, Black Linen 3.0, on Spotify right now. You're welcome.